I don't have any fantasies. No, yeah. I don't have, ha- I did <laughs> everything I ever felt like doing. I never was like, I never felt like, oh, you know, I really wish I could do that, but it's forbidden. Like, I, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like with sex, it's like, if you want to do it, do it. As long as nobody's getting hurt, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. and everything's consensual. Yeah. 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 Now <laughs> my fantasy is like, I never have to date again. Yeah. It's so hot. Yeah. You know. Fuck oh. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah know. but you're out there living your best next threesome life. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Stand up, girl. <laughs> not break the microphone. Hey, what's up? I'm MJ. And I'm Bree. And we're just a couple of Vegas girls. Living the not-so-Vegas life. Yeah, but we're not regular Vegas girls. We're cool Vegas girls. Kinda. And this is the Keeping It Casual podcast. Where we talk about everything and nothing all at once. Let's do it. I like when you sang it out. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love that stupid movie. Oh. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, or good afternoon. This is our Saturday sangria sessions. <laughs> we have grapes. We have grapes and almonds and water. This is like we got like prison food going on. We're gonna this do morning. it like the I Love Lucy old school way. Yeah. <laughs> so Make we have a very exciting guest today. We do. Uh, Brie, I'm gonna let you do the honors because this okay. is your girl. This is my girl, my very good friend who I met in my all girls writing class, Gina Caruvius, uh, author of I Do What I Want and. Wait, what's your next book called? No experience. <laughs> no necessary. experience necessary. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear about that one. And what I um, uh, Brie was like, Brie was telling me about your book, and I was like, oh man, you know I don't read books, <laughs> but um, <laughs> your book is one I can read, and I love it because it's like it's it's like really short chapters to the point. It's easy reading. It's relatable, and it's silly, and I just love that energy about it. Well, um, I, I meant for it to be for teenage girls from like. 18 to 48 okay so (laughs) (laughs) so everybody in the room yes exactly (laughs) um can you tell us about the cover of this awesome i do what i want book this is my probably one of my favorite parts i was like give me that book i need that (laughs) that is a photo of my daughter Uh (laughs) and pumpkin no no that's not pumpkin that that is my oldest son riley's dog dugo dugo this is her daughter with some Dope tattoos. No, and... no, it's it's body paint. Oh, is that body paint? She's just like hanging out in graffiti body paint. And look at like her nails and her blunt. It's like <laughs> smoking a blunt, just nose ring. She's it's, your daughter's it's cool as hell. Totally foreign to me, like this body paint and everything, you know, because I'm like way older than she is. Obviously, I'm her mother. But at the same time, it's just a different version of exactly me. Really? When I was 18. That's so cool. So I saw her like doing all the same stupid things and mistakes. And I thought, you know, I wish somebody would have just told me the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to be this way, this is the way to be it to, you know, end up with the least possible damage. Yes, I hear you. (laughs) So for her 18th birthday, I sat down and I started writing her this book, like to tell her how to like, you know, why you shouldn't have a couch guy or like why <laughs> why you shouldn't move in or, you know, if something freaks you out in bed, say it first before he has a chance to ask you to do it. Oh, <laughs> like, God, yes. And, you know, or just like you can't put dish soap in the dishwasher. Like, <laughs> things like that. Like just everything I wish I knew about getting along with neighbors or, you know, things you shouldn't put on your resume mm-hmm. or just everything. 
So I wrote it all and it took me so long that I think she was like 21 or 22 by the time I was done and I gave it to her and all of her friends and cousins read it and then they like demanded that I put it out. So wow, that's so you just why wrote it for it. her and then yeah, it became I, a book for everybody. I wrote it for a joke for my own kid and then her and all of her friends that are just like her and just like me and all my friends were all wanted it and so I put it out for them like here you guys if you're gonna do this then do this I don't even bother telling you to go to college I already know you're not going to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is brilliant and hilarious and um it's I'm I'm so excited to keep reading more of it because I've have to you know it's like chapter at a time because I I'm like reading magazines but this is like a book that I love and I just want to read more and more of it it's so funny I just flipped to a page that says hoes before bros. Like, this mom knows what's going on. <laughs> so, um, Brie, so before, what we like to do with our guests is we like to play the getting to know you game. So we have a little cup of silly questions. That way all the listeners can get to know you. And then we're going to get into some really juicy topics. Yes. Um, we're going to spill the tea. Some super <laughs> juicy stuff. But, um, yeah, we're going to have you pick three questions of the getting to know you game cup. The first question, what would the title of your autobiography be? <laughs> Well, well, I think we. Well, the I next get, book. Yeah, it's no experience necessary. Yes, uh, get it I on Amazon now. So, would you would you want to tell us a little bit about uh, no experience necessary? Okay, since it, it, since it's up here now, yes, no experience it. necessary is about my brilliant plan to have a lifetime of financially supporting myself without getting any real job skills. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts off with me in a pizza restaurant in 1988 and someone keeps calling an obscene phone caller keeps calling and I normally don't do the phones and everyone else is answering and they're freaking out and one day <laughs> I happen to pick up the phone and I figure out that I can charge him money and talk to him oh. so I gave him a phone number of a phone booth and a time and I gave him my ex-boyfriend's P.O. box and I said you know send me cash and so he sent me cash and I took it to the liquor store where they believed I was 21 because of trickery and I went to Little Caesars and then I realized you know if I talk to this guy every week it's Boone's Farm and Little Caesars Wow! and then I started wondering what else I could do oh my gosh you set up your own phone sex operation with your boyfriend's P.O. Yeah, box but, and but it wasn't booth. even phone sex. It was phone fetish. He wanted people to tell him what to do. He kept calling the pizza restaurant and going, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And so I told him. And from there, it goes downhill and it lasts like over 20 years. <laughs> but you and I both have the same connection where we both tried to do phone sex and it didn't really work oh, out. We oh phone sex operators oh, and it, it didn't horrible. really work out for us. It was horrible. Not Somebody hung up on me. Think. Yeah, no, you had somebody, she had somebody hung up, hang up on her, and I <laughs> just couldn't get through it without, like, starting to laugh, like, because I'm like, you really want this? Okay, not give to, me. Not to kink shame anybody. Well, I mean, we all have our own things we can handle. It's like, yeah. our, your kinkiness is out of my realm, and I can't deal with you right now, and I'm going to have to check you, because you're putting it on me, and I don't like it. It makes me feel weird. What Do you guys, either of you remember, like, anything random from the phone sex conversation that you're like, what? Or you were like... A guy wanted me to change his diapers. Ew! <laughs> you! That's too I much. I had to pretend to be black. 
<laughs> I had a program director um, think that I was black one time, and it was my greatest compliment ever. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> I had a guy ask me, you had to pretend to be black. Well, the, well, the guy that hung up on you, why did he hang up on you? Oh, my God. Okay. In, in Hustler at that time. In okay. the back of the magazine, there was this ad with a woman crushing a man's face with a stiletto, and it said, like, deep, dark, ominous chambers. Ooh, and okay. I worked yeah. for that company. Okay. So I was like a phone dominatrix. Okay. Because for some reason, I thought it would be less gross than being a regular phone sex person. I don't know why I ever <laughs> thought that. You thought you could just boss people around. Like, yeah. You, like, like that's what, guy. I, you that's you what everyone go- thinks about being a dominatrix for the first five minutes. <laughs> and they it's want not true. you to really just humiliate the shit out of them and you're literally it's funny you said that (laughs) that is why someone hung up on me okay go go (laughs) shit fetishist (laughs) shit fetishist literally and he wanted me to talk about shit (laughs) and like i don't know i don't have a shit fetish I did used to read Enema Thrills magazine like for a joke with my friends. So I like I wasn't That's totally naive to what they want. But I have to link to that in the show notes. Yeah. I, I don't know if magazine. it's still a thing, but in, in the 80s it was a thing. I bet we can find um, it. We'll find it on the Yeah, and, and in the web. early 90s it was still a thing. Wow. There's a big, big fetish for like pregnant teenage girls getting enemas. I don't know why. What the? But it's a thing. Oh, so, oh so, hold on. Side note, when I was pregnant, <laughs> I was having so much like frustration with like the hot sexness of like you don't have when you're pregnant. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll find some, maybe we'll find some good porn videos that have some like fun sex positions you can try when you're pregnant. And no, it was all like sloppy pregnant gangbangs. And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't <laughs> look at this. Like there's no romantic, no, like, no, there's not. fun positions for pregnant couples, you know? They, no, that, that's what they have that. to do with their wives. Yeah. That's not what they watch porn for. Yeah, like I thought, I, there does need to be some instructional videos out there about that. But um, yeah, yeah there's, there's not. Anyhow, yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, so, so the shit fetish guy wants me to talk and so I start talking about shit and he goes ew and, and I'm like ew like like hot ew have I gone too like, far for like your shit fetish bad ew. and I went too far and he hung up on me and then I was like you know that doesn't give you high self esteem having the shit fetish guy hang up on you <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, besides anything that's just straight wrong sideways on all levels, There's that's probably the grossest, like, I'm not hurting anybody fetish that you could turn somebody yeah. off. Yeah, and I already wasn't going to date any shit fetishes, but, like, <laughs> if I had been open to it, like, that would have closed the door. Like, I would have had such, like, anxiety about it. You know, am I good enough for oh, him? No. <laughs> Is my poo good enough? You never please. <laughs> I love your next book. <laughs> Next autobiography is my shit too gross. Yeah. <laughs> Literally shit fetish. Oh, oh God. Oh yeah, God. so never be a phone sex operator. Don't do it. It's not it's, what you think it is, it's not young lucrative. girls. It's not. It's not lucrative. Wow. It's, not. And it's late nights, too. You gotta be up at like 3 a.m. because that's when they start calling. Oh. Yeah, and you start doing the math, right? You're like, oh, 
it's it's seven dollars an hour you know whatever they pay oh, now but like, you get like if i talk cents yeah yeah you're like oh if i talk to him for 10 hours and then you get on the phone and immediately you're, you're like oh my god come just come already yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> i can't talk to you you're i like, can't talk to you for one more minute i don't want to talk about changing your fucking diaper yeah. anymore oh my god <laughs> yeah oh, they need their outlets look i think phone sex has kind of just drifted away but that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now, now it's cam girl sex. And so it's yeah. like back then when it was phone sex, there were all kinds of like really, really like heavy people and men and oh, men yeah. in disguise and all kinds of people doing it, pretending to look the kind of conventional sure, hotness theater way. theater of the mind. And now it's totally different. Now there's like, if you're a man pretending, then you're a man pretending. And that's the name of your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's totally different now. Yeah. Like how I did it doesn't exist anymore. Not phone booths for sure. No. <laughs> That's no, hilarious. No, Little that Caesars was... and Boone's Farm. Such an innovative entrepreneur you are. Yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's up next? What do we got? Next what question. do we got? Okay. I love how a question from her autobiography turned into that. That's yes. going to be the yes. best combo ever. How many languages can I say hello? <laughs> Another juicy one. Just two. Just two? Yeah, I'm not that. What you got? Hola. Uh-huh. And hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to teach you Chinese right now. Are you ready? Three okay. knows. Kind of. You, you know the short version. You That's gotta, all you need. Zao. 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 Oh, Zao. Are you trying to trick me into saying something or is this real? Yes, yes I am. I want shit. you to say, lick my pussy on our podcast. Yes, that's how you say it to everybody. Actually, Zao is good morning. Yes. I actually Are haven't you... learned hello. I skipped. I was like, I'm going to learn good morning and I love you because I'm texting my husband every morning. I've learned that in all these different languages. So <laughs> that's actually good morning. So yeah, now Zao. you got that. It isn't the same thing, but still. <laughs> Whatever. Zao. Same difference. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I never go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I live inside my own head. There's not a lot of foreigners there. It's all good. <laughs> Although I beg to differ. That's it. <laughs> all right. Question number three. Okay. Okay. Two things always in your purse minus wallet and keys. Baby wipes. Okay. okay. Yes. Very necessary. Because I'm a mom. Okay. I'm kind of everyone's mom okay. in a way. And <laughs> business cards that do not have my real name on them. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah, and, and I can't say why okay, right now. Right? That's the next book. That's mysterious. But, oh. Yes, that's. I know why. That's the ending of my book. But I have a whole pile of business cards <laughs> and a cell phone that are not mine. Oh. They're mine, but it's not real me. <laughs> the layers. I, She's catfishing. Yep. The layers. I'm, I'm pretending to be someone else. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I have, I have oh, to still after all these years. <laughs> we usually only do three questions, but I need four. I need more. One I need more. more. Okay. I need more. I'm sorry, my last answers were boring. No, <laughs> I just want more. Okay. I just I, I can't stop. <laughs> if you couldn't do what you do for work now, what would you do? <laughs> She's all work, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> I do evil for work now, <laughs> and there is no such thing of not being able to do evil for work. <laughs> the world never, ever, ever will run out of the need for people to do horrible things for money. Oh my God. It is very rare in life that you can say like, God, I need professional help with something terrible. <laughs> like, my company's tagline is revenge is a dish best served by experts. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) But if I couldn't do that, coming out, (laughs) if I couldn't do that, you know, I was thinking about trying to get a job at Whole Foods. You know, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So that I could save all my evil energy for my own endeavors and not do them on the side. <laughs> I don't know, though, because oh working, working in customer service might make you feel even more evil. Oh, no, I, I meant like admin. Oh, you know, That's like true, yes. behind the scenes, behind like the scenes, making yes. sure the numbers of on things and computers are right. Oh. I actually applied before and they called me in for an interview and I canceled because I got this job doing evil oh. instead. Oh. <laughs> she, just, she just put her pinky finger at her lip. <laughs> evil. I, you know, I applied for Trader Joe's and they rejected me. Maybe because I gave him my radio like resume. They were like, sorry, you're not welcome on the team. So, like, well, so you are an expert on what to leave on and off your resume. It's in your book. What yes. should we leave off our resumes? Skills you've learned in prison. Yes. No matter Always. how good they are, mm-hmm. so, leave so them off. Just don't say, I make a really good shank on my resume. <laughs> yeah, or don't be like, you know, I graduated at the top of my class in prison. Yeah. You know, no just prison. leave off the prison part. I know how to make wine in a toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> The skills. Yeah, I mean, someday if the power goes out, everyone in your building might appreciate that you can make Pruno. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Pruno? Yeah, but don't tell them that at the interview. Like, that's something they need to know about you later when it's time for you to go for that promotion. Oh, God. And, and more you will learn about that in her book as yes. well. Yes. There's some other good stuff that, uh, there's yes. some other good stuff we've got to hit on from the book. Yes. Bree has some faves that she has to bring up. Oh, yeah. What drugs make you a good neighbor versus a sketchy neighbor? Oh. <laughs> Meth. If you oh. ever want to live near people and have them not constantly calling the police, don't do meth. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a neighborhood in our uh, a house in our neighborhood that people have been squatting in because there's always like that wind. There's always a window open on the side. Mm-hmm. We live in a, a nice, nice neighborhood and everybody just kind of like. Stands out there like watering their lawn like nonchalantly and they're like, just like judge secretly judging the oh squat judging like we all yeah. drive by and we just like give it the stare like this house we know you're in there <laughs> squatting and doing meth and then um in your book you mentioned you had a pin pal in prison oh oh I was just joking oh, okay <laughs> I haven't started writing them yet. Oh. <laughs> you're like gonna pick like a non-violent offender maybe. Maybe uh, uh, if you were going to pick a certain pen pal from prison, what kind of parameter you'd be like, this would be a good one well, to write to. I did write that. That's what the joke was about was I wrote to Edmund Kemper, who was the oh. Santa Cruz hitchhiker killer yeah. who killed his mother. Oh, but yes. he's known for not writing back. He stopped <laughs> writing back to the public a long time ago. And so he didn't write me back. Big surprise. But I won a have your prison portrait drawn contest. And so. I sent my <laughs> I sent my headshot to this murderer in prison and he drew my portrait and then when I got the headshot back I'm like okay this has been all over the prison probably like the 90 year olds who are still alive in there were probably jacking off to this oh, like no. old men love me like really really wow. old men love me for some reason That's- and so when I got the photo back in the mail I like tagged and released it and sent it to the mental hospital where Edmund Kemper is so you know he didn't read it but what my headshot's jerk. probably <laughs> floating around somewhere out there Love wait okay it. where would one win a contest to get your prison headshot tumblr 
Tumblr, Tumblr. on Tumblr. See, this 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 is why I have the list of people to write in prison. <laughs> I I am writing another book, which is my um I'm in and I'm in an MFA program right now. And so you write a novel for the program. And wow. so the novel I'm writing for the program involves I don't want to say the word groupie because I don't want Pamela to be mad, but it involves serial killer groupies. That's good. No. <gasps> yes. And yeah. It's a lethal love triangle between serial killer groupies, and it's set in the early 90s. And oh, so I compiled crime. a list of people who are still in prison now where the where the guy is in my book, where it's set. And who were still there in the 90s. So I actually went through all the like death row inmates and stuff. And I narrowed them down to a short list of who's who was there now and who is still there today. Who they can tell me how people were speaking or, you know, what was going on, what they were wearing. Like, so basically I'm trying to find people that I can bribe by giving them money on their accounts to buy things. Yeah. Give their commissary. Get it filled yep. up. Yeah. <laughs> So I've, wow. I've got the list, but I haven't started writing them yet. Wow. That's awesome. I only know commissary from watching Orange is the New Black, Black Side Note. So that's what I just learned. <laughs> <laughs> that's my prison knowledge. Yo. Um, except for that ex that just got out. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh. Remember? Yes, the, the ex that, yes. She had an ex who got out of prison and like hit her up on Facebook. Yeah, he's like, hey, oh what's up? God. I'm like, ah. It's been 16 years. <laughs> he's like, baby, I'm out and you are fine. <laughs> I was like, damn. Well, I was 26 when he got locked up. He was about 28, so it was kind of like, bye, see you never. You know, that's so funny. He's, He's like, and like... you've only started looking better over yeah. the years. I was like, eh, this is weird. <laughs> that's well, he wasn't in prison in Central California, was he? No. Oh, then he can't help me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna link you up. Actually, you may be a good friend for him. <laughs> You are such the opportunist, Gina. I love it. Always. <laughs> you know what I always say? I'm a Mexican, not a Mexican. <laughs> there is money to be made in everything. Goodness. Yeah, you know, you talk a lot in your book and, and of course, in your new book that you're going to be talking about is, a, is being a stripper. And you say that you can't wear a thong and dance around in it for as long as you think. <laughs> so obviously you were a dancer. <laughs> We'll call them dancers on this podcast. We'll be classy as hell. Yes. Exotic dancers. <laughs> yes. yes. Er erotic dancers. Yes. So um, what is some like strip club knowledge you learned that you didn't know before you started like dancing? Clean the pole with Windex before you touch it every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wipe that pole down. Yeah. Wipe um, the pole down. Because it gets slick because you know what? You want your skin all soft and nice and sometimes you mix a little baby oil with it. And uh, yeah. Yep. The really whole thing's slick. covered with vanilla scented baby oil. <laughs> strippers. Okay. So. <laughs> and you can't slip and fall off that mother. Or you have to yeah. like. I would always. Okay. For, first off, this is the first time, Gina, that uh, I'm excited you're here so we can talk about stripping because this is the first time I've ever admitted it. She's all right? coming out of the closet. I'm coming out of the stripper <laughs> closet because. I, people that know me well, they know because they don't judge me. But like anybody else that doesn't know me and they know me casually, they will judge me. And they have. So I've just kind of kept it to myself. But uh, the cat's out of the bag. OK, strip club, the rules I learned on the street there, they can't be taught ever again. Like that was just um, <laughs> it's where my DJ name came from. Yeah. Well, and hypocrites, how many of them take pole classes? No. And I taught pole dancing. That's what uh, I yeah. took a pole, pole dancing. dancing teacher career. 
Yeah, there's a there's a lot of discrimination amongst pole dancers towards strippers and it's like what you're just dumb enough to pay to do it instead of getting to pay to do it (laughs) and you know what you you're just learning the moves you don't got the swag to go with it i would have girls come in and they'd want to like i want to learn this move i saw on youtube and i'm like but you need to learn the little swag around the pole first because you're not making money just doing tricks you have to uh yeah, well, you've got to slut it up and strut yeah, it around that pole. Tricks <laughs> are for yourself and for other strippers. Customers yeah. do not give a shit about pole tricks. That's right. That's right. Unless yeah. it's a, a upside down split that's directly in their face. Yeah. There you go. I fell off the pole once. Me too. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> it was at the Spearmint Rhino when the Spearmint Rhino was new. That's wow. how old I am. Oh, she was like. Sexy, classy stripper. That's one of yeah. the top-notch spots in Las Vegas, Spearman Rhino. It, it for was sure. in Oxnard, California. How classy does that sound? <laughs> oh, it wasn't I don't know. Even here. But if it's the Rhino, that's but, uh, what runs yeah, here. It was when the chain was pretty new, and I fell from actually pretty high up, and I landed on my knee, oh, and oh, I shit. got up, and you can't see this in the podcast, but I went like, da-da-da. <laughs> the embarrassment. You're like, shake it off, shake it off. And oh. people gave me pity money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All that, that pity money was flowing. Yep. They, they yeah. do. They, they feel bad. Um, when uh, I remember when I first started, it was like Olympic Garden. And they didn't have poles. And that's why I didn't stay there long. But, mm-hmm. um, they had these big round tables. So the only thing I saw this girl do this move one time. I was like, well, I could do that. It was kind of like a break dance, like a spin move, like a windmill. Like yeah. around like this. And uh, the... My shoe, I had the little slingback high heel shoes, so they didn't have a strap around the heel. <laughs> oh, and that shoe went foom and like just <laughs> knocked this guy right in the head. Oh, and I was like, oops. And then, yeah, the money, because it was so funny, but I was so embarrassed because I was like working this weird break dance move. I had just started. There was no pole. I'm, and that's why I wanted to start dancing. I was like, oh, the pole looks fun. And then I was like, damn it, this place ain't got no pole. So I learned the sexy crawl and the. Flipping of the hair. So yeah. I learned the pole. I learned floor work really good mm-hmm. before I got onto the pole. But yeah, and you put so much effort into it, and it's like all the money comes from pretending to be their friend. Yeah, like all the money. Like you, nobody cares if you can dance or not. No, nobody cares if you look good. You can be ugly as shit yep. and can't dance at all, and be the richest chick in there yep. because you're really good at making guys feel like you would maybe be there if they weren't paying you. Yes, your ge- your your genuineness. I always found that like I would find I would just smother them in compliments. Like if a guy had uh if a guy had nice eyes, I'd be like, "Oh, you have the most beautiful eyes." Or like oh, if he, if he if he smelled good, I'd be like, "Oh, you smell so good." And then and then you kind of butter them up to get them to the VIP room and then you get them back there and you start being like, "So tell me about your kids." <laughs> <laughs> Let's order some shots, you know? <laughs> Very manipulating. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I've been manipulated by strippers, but sure. I, you know, I, um, one of my exes, he, he, we were like one night, he was like, I've never been to a strip club in Vegas. And I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I want to buy you a dance. And I was like, okay. And I'm very picky. So then I like saw this girl and I was like, she's beautiful. This is the one. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm chatting it up with her. We're talking about boobs and mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> whatever yeah and my ex is just like this is not what i signed up for yeah. <laughs> i could tell he was just like man 
mean? Because we were like, oh, I, I was like, oh, I love your blue hair. And she's like, yeah. your hair is pink. Strippers so- love when women come in because of yeah. that. Yeah. You get to like have a break and you know they're going to pay you no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not going to oh, sit yeah. there and chat you up and be like, and be like, okay, bye. I'm going to be like, babe, pay the woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, and give you're her almost- a tip. Tip her. She needs $20 tip and she needs $20 yeah. to tip that bouncer. So yeah. pay her well. You're please. like even better <laughs> yes. than those guys that come into the places with pool tables who pretend like they're just there for the pool. <laughs> oh, those were yeah. always my favorite because they like will never admit that they're looking at you, much mm-hmm. less demand a lap dance. But they'll like come and leave money because, mm-hmm. you know, you're their friend. Oh, oh there yeah. was a pool table at yours? Some of them. Oh, cool. Not, not at the Spearmint Rhino, but at other places that oh. I worked. I worked at more than the... The Rhino was the last place I worked. Yeah. The, yeah. Same. The last place I worked was Sapphires. It was coined <laughs> as like the world's largest strip club in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, now they have a pool and it's very fun, but uh, we had skyboxes. So the, the VIP, you know, you could sell... It was... $500 to go up in the skybox and uh you know you'd talk them into like get your buddies let's go for a whole party what they didn't know and you'd always like anticipate this you're going up the elevator you're like yeah we're going to the skybox for mm-hmm. an hour $500 in my pocket you know yeah. um but you anticipated when you check in the the ba- the bouncers be like all right guys let's go to the skybox all right uh $500 for the lady and there's a $600 bar tab minimum and that's a bottle of champagne and they'd be like what you know, all of a sudden, eleven hundred dollars in the hole, and you're like, "But sweetie, we babe, <laughs> come on." Yeah, uh, I gotta say, like a quarter of the time, they stormed their asses downstairs. You're like, "Damn it, <laughs> I almost got them in there." You almost got there. Yeah, you had to. The, you didn't. You wouldn't tell them about that bar tab until they got in there. And well, you'd be like, oh, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> One of the good things about dancing is, um, you guys, you you don't have to work every night. You basically make your own schedule, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So like when when it's like lady time of the month, you don't you could be like, fuck this. I'm bloated and I don't feel like it. Yeah. But you you, you still usually have to go. I, I was yeah. definitely the stereotype of the yeah. like young single mom in college. Like oh. I couldn't not go if I didn't yeah. feel like so it. So what do you do? Like you put the string up in you. Or oh, okay. I would just cut the string. Or just yeah. <laughs> okay. e- either either way. Like it's. Yeah. Cut that string. <laughs> okay, so wow. I still do that if I'm like if, if I'm like in the pool or in a bathing suit. Like or going something. to the beach. Yeah, I just I still yeah. Cut I, I did know a girl though who the whole tampon fell out in front of everyone <gasps> at a bachelor party. Oh shit! Oh that my was god! Pretty fucked up. That's <laughs> oh my wow. god! How? I mean, we're ladies. We know that they don't just fall out. So. She didn't do her she had that thing in. Okay. What's going on? Yeah. She probably did have it in for too long. <laughs> because, oh okay, I, I learned the hard way when I was a teenager once and I got sent to live with my dad, like, for punishment. And so there was, like, no one in the house to get me tampons or anything like that. And I remember, like, no one was home and I ran out of tampons and I needed a new one. And I was like, shit, like somebody's got to come home. And while I was waiting, the situation was getting more and more dire. And I learned <laughs> they will fall out on their own <laughs> eventually. They, oh my. they will give up and like cry mercy and fall out on their own if you leave it for too many hours. They're like, they're just like, I'm done with this body. Leave yeah, me. but I'm like 15 and I'm like, you know, oh my God, my dad's not home and I'm too embarrassed to call him and say, dad, I need tampons because oh, I like, no. didn't grow up with him or anything. I'm right. like, you know, barely know him and right. I'm like in the house like, shit, 
shit. Yeah. You know, any how- moment in your life would be weird to ask dad for tampons. Yeah. 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 And that one was just super like, I was just, you know, when he got home, I was going to be like, could I have money and run to 7 Eleven? But in the meantime, the tampon gave up. <laughs> and so that's what I think happened probably to her. She stayed out too long or something. I don't know. And it fell out in front of everybody. And oh, she geez. said that they just looked so horrified they can't take that thought back they, they no. can never take that back and that's on her that sucks and then she'll always have to live with that yeah Shit. probably later assuming that the person didn't get divorced they probably 20 years later are still sitting around talking about hey remember at your bachelor party <laughs> <laughs> when the tampon came out Gross. i actually i had this really fucked up funny idea when i was a stripper and then i never did it but, <laughs> but um when i got pregnant because okay I knew some chicks that worked even when they were still visibly pregnant. Yes. And I always thought that was kind of, uh. yeah. so like I didn't do it, but okay. I had this funny idea to do bachelor parties where pregnant. I was like a joke pregnant stripper, like for when someone was having a shotgun wedding and yeah. then they get all excited about having their bachelor party and uh-huh. then you show up and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, you're like yeah. a practical joke. Like, haha, the stripper's yeah. pregnant too. Yeah, <laughs> we like, hey. That's good. <laughs> that I like is that. good. Yeah, but then it involves actually showing up at bachelor parties when you're pregnant. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> Rocking those heels. Oh, yeah. So how do you walk in those tall ass heels? Are they comfortable? Well, or I can chase somebody out the door in those I heels. I could do and gymnastics in those heels. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, like, yeah. I see them and I'm like, that looks like I would break my fucking neck. Like, are they more comfortable than I imagine in my head? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like habit. Like, if, yeah. if it's not at least a four inch heel, what's the point in wearing <laughs> a heel? Okay, there are okay. the double. Okay, there's the super tall. I don't know how tall they are, but there's like that two extra inches. Don't do that. That will break your fucking ankle. But if you go that medium, it's a perfect high heel. Maybe like four, but you go that six. I like the six inch that has the six inch platform that has like the rise of a four inch heel. So it's like a four inch heel, but then it's on a two inch yeah platform and i still have those that i wear out I sometimes too. yeah they're in there in my closet for happy time and fun time and <laughs> when i teach my stripper oh yeah I, I have all kinds out. of just up in the air platform shoes yeah. that like my i actually am wearing one on the corner or the co- the cover i wish i would have more money no no not <laughs> not anymore <laughs> Who are we kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Some corners. But on the cover of my book, I am wearing a stripper shoe and my daughter shot the cover and she's like found out later that they're mine. She thought I borrowed them and she's like, those are yours, mom. And I'm like, yeah, they're mine. And she's like, oh, my God, why do you have shoes like that? And then I'm like, (gasps) oh, she never knew. (laughs) There's no way I can tell her that I own a bunch of sex shoes. Oh, no. She's my kid. Like, yeah. I can't tell her that I have, like, a bunch of, like, special dedicated clothes oh. and shoes just for sex. Because I'm, like, I'm in the age group now where people, like, you know, when people find out you have sex, they're like, ew. You know, I'm oh, not, like, yeah. the, you know, no, nobody wants to think about their old parents. No. Oh, God, that reminds me of something. I remember hanging out with a friend uh, in high school and, like, her mom, I just remember her mom being so cool and, like, her parents were very cool. 
And we were at her house one day, and she was like, we're going to my mom's room to get something, right? And so I'm, like, kind of looking in the corner. I'm like, hey, what's this? And I pick up, like, this blonde wig, and there's, like, shoes and, like, this, like, yeah. this, like, fake beard. Like a like a big gold. Like ZZ Top beard? Yes! And I'm like, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, what is that? They were her doing mom the walks video. In, her mom walks in behind us. She was, like, getting makeup or something. She's like, she's like, that's for playtime. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> I realized that I was like... Your mom is fucking weird. Like, do they, they, she's like, I don't know. They, but she was cool. And the yeah. daughter was cool. She's like, they probably dress up and do stuff like that. And I'm thinking like, people do that. <laughs> you know? I was like, that's so weird. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. if, if you're having sex with the same person for like a really, yeah. really, really long time, you're going to get no. creative. Now yeah. I'm like, how cool. They had like ZZ top beards and like a blonde wig. Cause her mom was a brunette. Yeah. I was like, Fun. God, that's like, so funny. That's, their, that's our playtime. She looked at me and kind of winked. I'm like, you're cool, but weird. I can't look at you anymore. That's, that's really, really, really funny. I remember in the eighth grade, I was over at a friend's house and we were in her dad and her stepmom's room for looking for makeup or something because yep. her stepmom worked at Versace and she always oh. brought home like Versace makeup for free. Nice. So we were looking for some like Versace makeup that we could take. Mm-hmm. Woo! We found strap-ons. We found, oh. and I was like, "I'm in the eighth grade. I didn't know what any of this was. It was like, you know, one of those ones that you tie on the uh, the thigh, those type of strap-ons." Oh my god! And I was like, "Wow!" So just like hump my leg. Yeah, yeah. That's a lap. That sounds like a lap dance strap-on. Yeah, interesting. And so I was just like, That's "Weird." Well, I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I was a traumatized little eighth grader, and then I ended up selling sex toys. So who knows? I never knew there was. <laughs> it put me through. I never knew there were strap-ons you could tie under your leg. Yes, there's strap-ons you can tie on your leg. And then what they you- actually just put out strap-ons for um mostly for lesbians where you can um do, like put them inside you and do your kegels oh. like to hold it there so it's like having a dick. Oh my god. And I was like that's pretty brilliant. If I, you have yeah. the kegel strength for it to like hold while your girl's riding you, but yeah. I still have so many questions about a strap-on you put on your leg. <laughs> it's for chicks, you know, it's like It's for chicks, yeah. Oh, like and she this can was like her ride her leg or her parents like together. It was her her dad and her stepmom. So I don't know. I and guess I'm gonna yeah. assume it's special guests. They probably okay. had special guests. Speaking of special oh, guests, yes, uh, something. Uh, <laughs> the segue. You guys are more a little uh, <laughs> not anymore. Not, yeah. Um. Hey, it's MJ and Bree. Guess what? We're doing a Keeping It Casual swag giveaway. Woo! The last Wednesday of every month. That's right. All you need to do is go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't have iTunes, follow us on Instagram at Keeping It Casual Podcast for our pop up giveaways. It's that easy. Yes, and we look forward to hearing from you. Woo! I haven't been. A, I haven't been a special guest in a while, but yeah, we've both only been special guests in three oh yeah that's one of my rules no <laughs> if your relationship has devolved to that point where you're thinking about bringing in someone else so he doesn't leave you just leave yeah i think once you've opened that door honestly I was just talking to a friend about this who um has opened up their relationship for the last two years and it got a little wild and with that kind of lifestyle comes a lot of partying yeah. Little drugs, little sex drugs and rock and yeah. roll. And right now things have gone to shit. Oh. So uh It always I, does. I'm not gonna say anything about that, but uh please let we wanna hear some uh threesome Yeah. We wanna hear some rules of the threesome, the unwritten rule books of the threesomes, ladies. The so. first rule of the three way is that all of the rules 
that you make with your partner when yeah. you're deciding what the rules are going to be. Uh-huh. He's going to break <laughs> or he's going to try to break them. Uh-huh. You can set up all the rules you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're only going to do this with her. We're only going to do that with her. We're only going to see her this time. We're only going to yep. see her that time. He is going to be calling you behind her back within mm-hmm. two weeks. There is going to be all kinds of weirdness. They're going to start kind of blurring the boundaries and thinking, well, maybe if it was okay to sleep with this chick, maybe it's okay to sleep. Right. The rules never end up being the rules. That's exactly what what, That's what we were talking about just yesterday with a friend. And it was like, it's all fun and fantasy. And I feel like that's the kind of thing you can get into if maybe you're in a new relationship. Yeah. And you want to just kind of, or, or honestly, somebody you're not that crazy about. You know, you're like, well, yeah. this this is probably isn't going to go anywhere. We're having a fun little sexcapade. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's when you experiment. But that's a little scary. Hey, kudos to people that can do it and get into it. But I think it's a little scary to do that in a I'm sure some yeah, people can. And they yeah. can put, oh, yeah, I mean. But I've just, I've never met any of them. Okay. Everyone I've ever seen has been a train wreck. And you know how uh. I know? Because I'm invited to all of them. <laughs> I'm invited to all of them. It's like my my ex-husband, when I was really young in my, like, early 20s through my, like, late 20s is when we were together. He started this, basically, rumor about me. Not Not rumor, but I can't think of a better word to describe it. He basically let it be known to people that if you were kind of by curious or thinking about having a three way that like his wife was the person to call. And so (laughs) out of the woodwork, Uh, like every single desperate relationship or by curious chick started hitting on me. And and I would be like, I mean, you know, I I slept with everyone anyway. (laughs) I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you know, and act like how, I mean, like I, I've had a lot of sex and I've had a lot of partners, so I would get more like where I was worried that I was gonna hurt my friend's feelings or hurt these people's feelings if you didn't if say I yes. turn them down because these girls that are your friends are coming up to you going, look, you know, I've got this secret and I've got this problem and stuff, and then you're like, fuck. She just laid all this on me and I can't turn her down because she's my friend and she knows I've slept with everybody. So I end up I ended up having all this like obligation three ways and stuff because (laughs) I didn't want to like hurt people's feelings because I liked them and they already knew that I like maybe wasn't that discriminating. But I ended up being invited into every friend's disintegrating relationship. Was it just you or your husband, too? Oh, well, he he would invite people over Mm -hmm. like. We had a really disastrous thing one time with another couple. Like where trying the, to swing? Yeah, and the guy and the other couple wouldn't be involved. He wanted to have sex with me, but not then with everybody. Later. Oh. oh. So he mm. hit me up later, and I turned him down, and Is, I think he was afraid I would tell my husband because they were friends. So he started telling people that I had hit on him and he tried to turn me down and I'm like that is bullshit you watched me my husband and your girlfriend have sex together and now you want it too you just didn't want to do it in front of everybody you fucking pussy later wow and that's that's crazy because I mean it's very hard to find I I think with with swinging you know it's like okay say you and your man are ready to try some shit like that it's got to be very hard to find another couple established relationship that are in that that's, uh, that's that that's, exact like comfort zone and they have to be you, you, if you're gonna swing you have to both be both couples have to be in a very solid place like that's what it comes to with swinging if you're gonna swing and it work effortlessly both couples have to be completely on board and there does have to be rules established with that Ugh. um but back to three-way rules 
one of the things that I know as being the guest star is if you are the guest star, don't spend the night. Even oh. if, even if sandwich cuddle. Yes, even if even if the couple offers. Yeah, don't spend the night. Be respectful of yeah, their relationship. Be respectful the of their out. bed or whatever. Like, and if you're the couple, take your little unicorn on a date first. Mm. Yeah, oh, okay. I never thought of that. Yes, yeah. they should always take you on. Like, like. If you want to, I guess maybe it's because I've come up in the the swiping era. So mm-hmm. some of my three-way experiences have been through like online dating apps and stuff. So you always want to take them on a date first, you know, set out some ground rules, do all that. And then my other rule is once you start coming to get, once the three-way begins, everybody has to act like they're the one who is left out. Mm-hmm. That's the only <laughs> way a three-way will work is if everybody thinks that they're the one that's being left out. So, okay. (laughs) She's laughing. It's true, right? It's true. What do you mean by that? Okay, so. I'm like, I don't know about three. Obviously, with three people, there can't be, you know, two on two sex is easy. Right. When there's four people together, there's always, they're swapping and there's always something that'd be going on. With three people, the numbers aren't even. Uh huh. So. You have to be putting in the work somewhere. And everybody has to be putting in the same work and being like, oh, because if you if you're not the one, if you think you're being left out and you're the only one that thinks you're being left out, oh. you're going to get pouty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also <laughs> an addendum to your rule. Yes. Don't be the pouty. The, the woman, if you can tell it's a relationship where the woman's doing it to try to save the marriage or the mm-hmm. boyfriend girlfriend thing or whatever. Don't do it. <laughs> make sure she's the center of attention. Oh yeah. If yes. you know she's doing it for that reason, which yes. almost all the time they are. Yes. Make sure everything's about her. Oh, you know what? That's all rules, even with strippers. It, yes. Because just uh, when, uh, like, say a guy and his girl are at the strip club and they're doing like, he's like, I'm gonna buy you a lap dance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Um, I would do that. And as I was giving him a lap dance, I'd have my eyes on her, like you know, kind of just. Touching her arm or like, you know, just just making sure that she was um, like, this isn't about him. You know what I mean? Like, this is about something for you together. So my focus would be on her, even though I was dancing for him. So I was it was that kind of respect as like. This is a vulnerable place for her, so make sure you make... So that's a lot of work for the unicorn yes. to yeah. like make sure that the woman feels comfortable, I can imagine. It is. It is definitely Without a lot. Without ignoring the man, because I'm sure you've had women that are like, no, take care of my men, too, right? Yeah. And I mean, there are some girls out there who have like the cuckold fantasy who just are like, I just want to watch you fuck my husband while I masturbate. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I had a friend who was in that situation. Oh, man. And I was like, I was like, go for it. It'll be fun. <laughs> and it was fun for them until he started hitting her up to have sex on the side with because her. Because they always, always do. Right? They always do. It's just you've broken, you've broken that barrier, that like that really solid boundary. And once you've kind of like, once that yeah. line in the sand has been buried, you it's can't easy go back. to just, right? You can't go back. How could you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I've been married for a long time mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you, I, I don't even flirt. Like there's, there's a line, like after all my life experience, yeah. everything I know now, it's like, if your marriage or your relationship means something to you, like, here's the line and the line's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, don't even flirt. Don't even like start to let other people in. Right. And 
you can't once you've really started getting even beyond that point and especially to the point where you're having three ways Mm -hmm. you've broken so many barriers Mm -hmm. in your you know what makes your relationship a relationship that it's it's not really what it was before anymore yeah yeah that's how I feel I mean I've had I've been married for four years I've known my husband for 10 but like I've had crazy fantasies of like, what if we were just to take a vacation to a swingers resort? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was like reading some erotica yeah. or something. And it's just like, God, the fantasy of it is very hot and sexy. But could I watch my husband fuck some gorgeous babe? Or, well, usually at swingers resorts, you're not going to find the gorgeous babes yeah, anyway. None. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, maybe with some old farts. Like, the yeah. guys would probably suck. Or could I, um, could I enjoy him watching me? Like, I don't know. I couldn't. I don't think See, I could when it comes a, down to it. But the that's thought the thing. The fantasy fun. of it could be fun, though. You guys can, like, talk about it in the bedroom, like, uh-huh. trying to get it on. Like, what if we do it this way? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. But then you don't actually have to act it out because it's all about the fantasy yeah. of it. But I feel like too yeah. much talking about that could probably lead to some real, I don't know. What do you think? Like, if you start entertaining that kind of fantasy, like, together... I I, I would never. That's <laughs> yeah. That's I don't one of the. Yeah. But you know what? My you know own what really personal sucks? fantasy is one thing, but yeah. to share something like that yeah. with him, he might start being like, "What are you wanting here?" Yeah, I, I don't have any fantasies. No, yeah, I don't have. I them did all? everything I ever felt <laughs> like doing. I never was like. I never felt like. Oh, you know, I really wish I could do that, but it's forbidden. Like I. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, yeah, I I agree with you. I feel like with sex, it's like if you want to do it do it as long as nobody's getting hurt mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. and everything's consensual yeah 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 now my fantasy is like i never have to date again <laughs> it's so hot yeah you know fuck oh. you guys yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah but you're out there living your best next threesome life <laughs> i've had a threesome in a long time no actually you know what i do now is because i am dating somebody i have to like establish my female dominance like last night i was hanging out with one of the guy I'm seeing, like I randomly was hanging out with one of his friends and he was like, oh, you're you're talking to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who the fuck told you that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like, we acted like I'm establishing rumors. And uh, yeah, yeah who, I was like, who told you that? Well, because I was never known as like his girl or the girl yeah. in his life. And I'm like, no, I am my own independent woman. Yeah, I am Brianna. OK. Yeah. And then, of course, so we're at the bar. Right. And all of a sudden, this really hot guy walks in and I was just like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I got to I got to be on my best na- nature now. Uh-huh. Damn it. I don't know how to do this. You don't know what you're you don't know which way you're going right now yeah we're at like this like three month like okay where are we what are we doing where are we going we're fucking we're having fun uh i'm friends are talking about us yeah but i have to establish i'm my single person in front of him yeah (laughs) establishing what you are is one of the worst things of dating Uh, right yeah it is it's so ugly until like one of you just can't stand it anymore you're like i love you Blurts out i love you and then you're like oh god did i say it too soon (laughs) with my husband i established it by um someone else asked me out on a date and i didn't know if i could say yes or not and so i wrote him and i was like are we together together or, you know because like mm-hmm. someone else asked me out and i don't know if that's a thing <laughs> when did he, he was and like oh. he's like yes yes we're together and i'm like oh okay 
maybe what happened to me is the perfect way to establish a DTR. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. oh, so your friend said this t- about me? Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How do, I, how do I react to this? Because I didn't react the way I probably should have. <laughs> Well, I, I think yeah. I, I I know what's going on is that um you know this is this is a very casual kind yeah. of not sure where it's going yet yeah. relationship, but you have kept it very safe. You know, you're not like I'm talking about it all the time, yeah. and you know it's very vague. But you you want to protect it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been super protective of it. Uh huh. Because you don't want to. You know, it's a good thing you don't want to spoil it or jinx yeah. it, or you're just yeah. Like, I don't. Wanna... I give him a cake for our three month bonniversary. <laughs> 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 it was oh, amazing. <laughs> I was thinking like, well, what, you know, like maybe it's when you guys both like are like, all right, we're going to shut down these apps or something. Shut yeah. down our dating app. It could be, but I mean, I'm not using my dating app, but like it's still up. It's still on there just in case. So if he was to like look on Tinder and be like, let me see if her app is still on there. He would Can still tell s- if you've been active. Is it? I don't know what the no, app is like. No, Tinder, you can't tell if somebody's been active. You used to be able to, but they took that feature off, which actually I'm really grateful for because (laughs) I no I had this guy who I hadn't even met yet we were just like casually texting and he was like this was this was a few years ago and he said to me he goes you know I just I just looked on tinder because I like to look at your pictures and it always says that you were active at least 15 minutes ago like how often are you swiping and I was like, <laughs> every 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember reading it and I was like, because at the time I like, I would just leave the app open and I wouldn't close out of it because I didn't have push notifications turned on to it. So it would let me know when somebody had like messaged okay. me. So I was like, oh, I just never close out of the app. So it probably always says I was active at least 15 minutes ago. That's funny. <gasps> but then he was like, you need no to idea. be honest with me. If we're going to have sex, I need to know if you're fucking other people because that's my safety involved. And I was like, well, I'm not fucking anybody else, sir. And I was like, and when we do fuck, if we ever do fuck, you're going to wear a condom and life is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his safety is involved. Yes, his like- safety. Someone who hadn't even slept with you yet. We hadn't even met in person yet. (laughs) Does he just have like a jumpsuit made out of a giant red flag that he wears? (laughs) So I've never slept with this guy, but I did give him a head once. But your safety. <laughs> but your safety. My safety. No, I'm gonna check the merchandise first, right? We need to make keeping a casual merch that has a big red flag on the back. <laughs> Tinder, uh, Tinder checker. Tinder checker. Tinder dates. So this is what happened, though. Yeah. We we stopped talking after that because I was like, I don't really want to talk to this crazy man. I feel like he's going to beat me up or something. Oh. Like, I just really didn't get good vibes. And then a few months later... I had moved into my um my old apartment I was in, but at the time it was like I had just moved into this brand new beautiful apartment and I was like all stoked and I had all this cool new stuff and it was just it was just me and I was here in this apartment and we matched up again and he was like, I'm sorry, I was a fucking asshole. He was like, I just I wasn't in a good place, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, everybody deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is why I'm against second chances now. <laughs> motherfucker. Second chances for everybody. Episode was it three? Something? Two or three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm against second chances now. So he comes over to my place and we're watching Bill Maher's Religious, because that's what you do when you're uh 
trying to have sex is watch a documentary about religion. Ew, and don't <laughs> God. Get that guilt heat working. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we were watching is because it's what I had turned on and I was like cleaning and I don't know. I was doing dishes and he came over like at a weird time and I was like, oh okay this is, this is what i'm watching you can chill for a second then we started making out then i started going down on him and then he went soft and i was like well, okay this isn't fucking happening tonight oh, no. <laughs> yeah because he was like y- my dick's so big you won't be able to get it in your entire mouth and then i did and he was just like just what you know <laughs> fuck you I, I can deep throat like the rest of like i'm tired i'm gonna go home and then the next day he texted me and he's like i'm never coming over to your place again you are too sexually forward of a woman i was like you came over because we were supposed to have sex like what? you're too God. sexually forward they even yes. got the madonna whore complex and tinder hookups Ew. yes they do that makes me sad to know that about the world <laughs> i didn't know that i was like we were gonna have sex like what do you want what was i supposed to do sit there politely while you figured out what you were doing with your life oh god you asked me to go down on you was i supposed to say no thank you wow you're you're too sexually forward for me it's like well that i can't i don't even know what to say about that yeah yeah so that's why second chances are not my thing Well, uh, oh, I, I wanted to ask, too. So there's Tinder, but what if you wanted to be a unicorn in a threesome? Is there apps for that? There is an app for that. What is it? Okay, so they used to be called Thurder. Thrinder? Like, or Thrinder. Thrinder. Okay, I did hear something about that on the and Sex I with Emily I think it's podcast. called Free... It's called something else now. Hold on. This is why we have computers and Google. Oh, I love it. Okay, so yeah, if you want to be <laughs> the magical, like uh, I think the ladies have established that you don't want to bring it into your relationship, but no. you can always be the guest star if you want to sample a threesome, play with somebody else's emotions, not your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's, called, <laughs> it's called Field, F-E-E-L-D. Oh. You know, I've never actually brought a three-way into a relationship. But you, like I've, I've yeah. been the special guest, but I've never brought a three-way into a relationship. Played it? I kind of did, I guess, with that one couple when the guy didn't yeah, join he- in. But my relationship was so dead and over, like, years earlier. Yeah. Like, we were just, you know, married for the kids. And, yeah, like, it. we, you know, sometimes I cheated. Sometimes I just did it right in front of him. Like, yeah. it was so beyond even mattering anymore by the time we had By the time you guys involved. decided to have swinging. <laughs> it was the time of, like, well, let's just have some fun then. Yeah. let's, yeah. let's just right. stop uh, god that's crazy that is good rules for people that if you are thinking of that and uh things are happening like you better be super secure or get some couples counseling because something's going on yeah, yeah. Or watch some porn together I, I don't know like well it's like at that point you're gonna end up broken up either way yeah if it's gotten to that point you're you're gonna end up breaking up do you are you gonna feel better about yourself if you did try the three-way while you mm-hmm. could or are you just gonna be like regretting that you did that on the way out of your relationship yeah or when you do get out of the relationship jump on what's it called freedom field field Field. f-e-l-d and be a unicorn that's clearly the only way to survive that's how to balance the situation out it's the only way to survive a threesome i don't know i won a i won a pole dancing contest one time when i fell off the pole Uh, (laughs) it was actually two days in a row and it was at the um the uh the adult convention that's out here and they had a pole and i was like Oh, they're like pole dancing competition. They're giving away free trips to Cabo to a swingers resort. That's awesome. Well, I didn't know that it was a swingers resort. It was like free trips to Cabo. You were like, like, fuck yeah, Cabo! Yeah, first day I crawled up to the top and like did the like, you know, 
uh, grab the legs and I fall backwards. Oh, and I yeah. just, I don't know, I just kind of, boom, fell right oh, on shit. my head. And oh, I jumped, my God. I jumped right up and did a little head spin and just worked that pull again. I think my adrenaline was so embarrassed about it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But I was literally like crushed straight on my head. But anyways, the next day I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm going to handle this. <laughs> I'm going to handle it today. And I won the the there was like three other girls mm-hmm. it wasn't that serious of a competition um it's on youtube and it's pretty embarrassing fantastic <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty I'm lame look it up. um <laughs> it's super lame it's uh yeah my pole moves were just not cool um but anyways i won this 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 uh this trip yes this vacation to cabo and i'm looking up the resort and i'm like oh cool i'm planning it and everything and i had my my i had my husband at the time and I was like, but we were just dating. And I was like, oh, this trip to Cabo looks so awesome. I'm looking, it was like, I'm like, this is a weird resort because there's like nude only spot. And I was like, okay, this is a total swingers resort. <laughs> so we didn't go because I couldn't handle it. Um, but yeah, almost happened. Well, maybe you guys <laughs> just need to go to Cabo and stay at a like one of those five-star all-inclusive. Yeah, well, that that's <laughs> definitely going to happen. But that's when I was like pondering a lot, like, could I? Should I? Like, would we? Like, would we do like? this? But you guys were like new to dating at the time, weren't we? Yeah. Weren't, yeah. We? weren't we? Weren't we all dating? We were dating, we yeah. We were new. We were about a year and a half in, but yeah. very crazy in love. And, Aww. you know, just like nobody's, gonna, yeah. nobody's fucking my man. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not letting that go. <sighs> I get that. What a juicy tube. <laughs> so, Gina, you are a rock star. You are. This, I, I feel like we we need to have you back for round two because yes, it's, uh, I would be happy to come back. There's so much going on here. So listen, a couple of things. We are gonna uh, we gotta post a picture on the Keeping It Casual podcast on our Instagram. Yes, we're gonna uh, share some links to your books. So definitely, I do what I want. Uh, this is the unmotivated unmotivated young woman's guide to independence. It's badass and it's hilarious. So um. We're going to link to the Amazon accounts. And then what's your other book called? And we'll make a link to it as well. Oh, it's not out yet, but it's oh. called No Experience Necessary. Okay. And this one's going to be about, you said it was about stripping and stuff. It's or? it's the one that starts in the pizza restaurant. Uh-huh. <laughs> then it goes into stripping. Ooh! Okay. And then and it goes into the final chapter it, we can't well, talk about. No, there's another big, big one in between. Oh, I know which one it is. The secret ending. Ooh. It, it goes from the pizza restaurant to stripping to me writing advertisements for the porn industry. Can yes. you touch a little bit on that yes. before we close this up? Yes, just touch on just, just the tip of the nibblings. <laughs> touch a little bit on writing for pornography. All of the, you know, the free tour and the banners and the ads and everything. Like, that, on, like, like on YouPorn or whatever? Yeah, or every, everything hub. that gets people to buy porn. Okay. When I, when I say I wrote for the porn industry, people think I wrote erotica or that I wrote scripts. And that's not what I meant. I'm yeah. the asshole who's like manipulating you into spending money on porn. Like, I'm the person who's like going into your head and seeing, you know, okay, what's missing there? And like making all the ads geared towards that. Is it like what video are they watching and then you can uh, construct a little ad? I I did. With categories, it's like lined up with categories. Like you have certain ads that are going to draw that category. Is it like a Google search engine? I have done (laughs) stuff like that, but it was mostly like for tours, you know, for free tours or for promo stuff. Oh, I, like one week free of blah blah girls next door. Yeah. Know, and my, then still getting all their credit card my information. My favorite thing to write was the um captions in you know how in Hustler magazine they have the movie reviews yes. and they have the photos. Yes. You do not have to write about what's in the photo. 
in those captions or at, at that time you didn't because it was right after um alan mcdonnell's time at hustler mm -hmm. and so there was like a really kind of dark dry sense of humor and you could actually write about literally anything you wanted like things from history that you know you could just make a complete joke about what was happening in the picture. That so you would see the picture and it'd be like, Abraham Lincoln was chopping down a cherry tree. Yeah, like you could just write <laughs> any funny thing you wanted. And it was like and a girl it, getting railed in her ass Yeah, and, and it was such a small part of the job, but it was like what I looked forward to the most <laughs> oh my God. was writing those captions. So with your schooling and writing novels, what are some of your favorite like short stories you've been writing recently? Oh, God. <laughs> Because <laughs> you guys are in the same writing class, right? Not in school. Uh -huh. Our writing class is an all-girl writing class taught by um, Pamela DeBar, who is the world's most famous groupie. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. She wrote a book, right? She wrote, she wrote a lot of books. A lot of books. Okay. Her first book about her groupiedom is called I'm With the Band. Mm -hmm. And that's the really famous one. Yeah, that's, that's the New York Times bestseller. bestseller. Really? And everything. Okay, yes. we're going to link to everything juicy you hear in this podcast. <laughs> we're linking it up, okay? So go to the website yeah. or uh, yeah, the show and, notes. And definitely if you're like a listener and you're right or if you're a writer or even if you just want to get some thoughts out go take pamela's class if she comes through your city yeah 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 it's it's pretty fun it yeah. is you, you don't have to be a writer no you don't to take it she's invited me so i may have to come uh <laughs> i um I write blogs. I mean, I've blogged before, but writing a whole book, that's not my wheelhouse, I don't think. And Pamela's not I there to make you write a whole book. She gives you like a prompt. You get 12 minutes to write and she just, she does, she says, don't erase, don't think, just write and whatever comes yeah, out, comes I, out. I think it's more about like learning to be comfortable telling yeah. your story. It's yeah. not like, I mean, I'm, I'm in an MFA program. I'm not like there to learn how to write. No. Like, Forgive me. It, what is an MFA program? Master of Fine Arts. Oh, okay. It's yes, like the you. terminal degree for writing. It's like, oh. yeah. so like, okay. I, I'm in this program so I can be a professor. Excellent. Yeah. So, wow. It, but you know, I, I'm learning how to write there. Like I'm studying writing there. Yeah. Like I don't go to the Pamela thing to get writing lessons. No, like you're if, just like getting inspired in different outlets. You're, yeah. People go there like you do. That's why I say you don't have to be a writer to go there. You people go there just to learn to like, you know, tell their story yeah, and get their ideas out because it's not like you need to put a period right there in that Ew, sentence God. back it up yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i think that's a lot what the podcasting does because you yeah. know i do terrestrial radio where it's all fcc and there's boundaries and you can't talk for that long and yeah. we obviously can't talk about amazing threesomes and <laughs> yeah. shit like that so you have to reel it in so this is yeah i mean this is the first time i've ever like uh talked about being a stripper and like just yeah it's it's become very comfortable and brie she's shared so much about her relationship and everything so it's a very good outlet to um so i can imagine like writing podcasting things like that you're just like yeah you become very comfortable sharing things that you're vulnerable about and in and, and pamela's classes they're all girls so it's mm -hmm. just a good group of core yeah. women who you know and and it's just comfortable telling your story and she gets stuff out of me that i'm like i would have never written that if i didn't have that yeah. in my head and she'll give you a prompt and it does your story doesn't always necessarily go the way the prompt went because like one time she gave us a prompt that was like write about something you're addicted to and i wrote about how i was addicted to not having relationships to having like one night stands basically uh -huh. the <laughs> one date wonder the one date wonder yes which is not really <laughs> the truth i'm not really addicted to them but i like it came out and i was like oh god that scares me where did that come from yeah. cool. you gotta yeah. find something to bring out your creative 
outlet. Yeah. uh, I think I think being vulnerable and telling your story and being just 100 percent honest with it. There's so much power behind that. And um, I think there's because there's somebody out there that's holding on to that secret and doesn't feel comfortable sharing it. And once they hear it from you, they're like, all right, you know, like I I can uh, I can own this. You know, we have a rule, too, of what happens in class stays in class. Like you can really be honest about things. Yeah, I love that. Well, what happens on this podcast is out there. So (laughs) (laughs) just so you know, well, I talked about my own piece I wrote, so it's okay that I (laughs) broke that class barrier. Well. And I was telling my husband the uh, the other day, too, that one of the benefits of doing evil for money is that no matter <laughs> how well known I ever got, if people from my past came out and, you know, said things about me, mm-hmm. you can be like, fuck, yeah, I did that thing. You know, <laughs> like, no matter what people do or no matter what I admit to publicly or on a podcast mm-hmm. or whatever, it, it just makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, like, I love it. It's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you have somebody who just like wrote a blog about you about stuff you weren't doing and you were just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody wrote an entire <laughs> blog. Was it her husband? That it, <laughs> she, she was with my ex and she was so jealous of me that she made this entire blog about me. Not Not a blog post, but like an ongoing blog <laughs> where she would like talk about all this stuff about me and like I never talked to her at all. I never interacted with her in any way. Just one time I said like two words to her. Like, you know, is it fuck you? (laughs) One time I was like, you know, where are they? Like, cause my kids weren't out front when I showed up to pick them up. And that's the only thing I ever (gasps) said to her. But she like made up all these phone conversations we had and all this crazy stuff. Like it was, she was in love with you. I know. That's a lot. That's like, that is intriguing. What kind of psycho she was. I, she was How flattering with, though, right? She was with <laughs> my ex and the way that he is, is he likes to kind of try to pit women against each other oh, for attention for himself. A, he loved it. So I'm going to assume he did to her what he did to me and his other ex, which was that he would like try to make you feel bad about yourself and like you were comparing like... I gave him some pajamas once before I ever dated him because I was moving out of the state. And so I just got rid of them and he took them and he went home to this living girlfriend that I didn't even know existed. And he was like, Ooh, Gina's pajamas. And he just like, Oh, that guy. He did shit like that to chicks. He loves it. I'm going to assume he did stuff like Mm -hmm. that to her. And she went like kind of nutty, insane. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the name of the blog? No, no, but she took it down because she was... I dream of Gina. (laughs) She was reading my blog all the time. And me and my friends knew about her blog, right? We were all following it because it was really funny. You know, I I obviously like wasn't really doing the things in the blog. And my friends know that I'm not really doing the things. That's so funny. So eventually, like, she stopped posting very often. So it got less entertaining. Yeah. And so I admitted in my blog that me and all my friends knew she had one and had been following it and as soon as that happened you know of course she's reading my blog so she she pulled hers down once she knew that i saw it so your so your online life wasn't as interesting anymore no i mean i i wasn't supposed to see that (laughs) you were (laughs) i'm gonna forever remember it as i dream of gina i found it because the idiot had started her um account under her real email address are you fucking kidding me 
yeah she had like on a public server that i could see where she was saving blogs of mine and stuff like to use them as evidence was so it i kind of like back had in to... the angel fire days yes holy and, shit yes well it, it was a little slightly after that it was slightly <laughs> after that angel fire was that old it was a, it was like one of the first big blog sites you could build your own website it was like pre myspace oh i only myspace was like my introduction to the internet <laughs> what, what, what was really funny was she was keeping the blog on this like mommy blogger site that oh my God. that had a magazine and a website and i had been published in the magazine oh, and shit. the website and i was one of their like og but I had like left the website years and years earlier like all the old people who started it who were there when it yeah. began were all long gone so the, like years and years later it's like she went back to like my old stomping grounds and started this whole, she never admitted it was me and she never admitted she was her either like she had her own not just fake stuff about me but fake stuff about her own life oh, like okay. she would say like oh me and my husband were friends for years and years before we got together and you know just oh. like yeah. not true like she just created a false life online which a lot of people do and i have a chapter and i do what i want about that like you should never get involved in anyone's don't don't get emotionally invested in anyone's blog or what they're saying about their lives because a lot of people online have like fake personas that's how they like let go or vent about things in their lives like yes it probably made her feel happier about her crappy life to like wow. make up stuff about me and about herself i think i think we need a disclaimer right now this podcast is extremely genuine and from yeah. our heart and our all of our conversations and gina's given it to you 100 percent yeah too. like definitely this is, uh, this is all true but that is so true because there's i think it's a different type of person it's a different personality of a person that does things like that, you know, because yeah. it's like what or maybe it's just different situations. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I couldn't waste so much time just creating a fictional life to just like <sighs> that woman's got issues. That's problems right there. Well, that's well, just nuts. And when you think about it, though, so many people do that online. When you yeah, look at lot. people's Facebook pages and all they talk about is how great their relationship is. And Ugh. I love my mans and I love my mans. And then they're calling you crying at 3 a.m. because he's drinking and mm -hmm. fucking somebody else. And you're like, okay, what happened to that great yeah. relationship? The more they talk about, the more they do those memes, the, yeah. you know, share if your man works hard every day <laughs> yes. and comes home to a woman God. who loves him. Like, uh, that yeah. means he's cheating on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're posting that kind of stuff your relationships in the toilet oh yeah every i think the last thing i uh, posted about chris was like on our anniversary i was like should i and i was like all right he's he's cute he's a babe you know he's a good yeah. dude not, but it's like not on and on every week all the time you know it's just like i see some constantly stuff and you're just like this is a little this is a little suspect according to yeah. my yeah. according to my social media you wouldn't even know i was dating anybody like, oh yeah like, i don't that's yeah. how quiet i am well quiet i am about that shit because yeah. we're on our podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey this is our uh our our whole 100 this is, listeners or so <laughs> this is where we spill some truth here yeah <laughs> yeah but you're, uh, you're not even friends with your husband on social media are you no yeah see you both you both do social media though yeah but i won't let him be on mine okay he's he's real jealous and he like will read something into nothing read and into we finally it. just agreed like you know i'm i told him one day i'm this is the only place that I talk to my friends. I yeah. I work full time. I'm in school full time. Like I barely leave the house. This is my only like communication with the outside world most of the time. And yeah. I need it to be like my fun place. And not only that, but it's where I market my books. Like, yeah, I you have to have it as a marketing tool as well. Yeah, like yeah. I can't have that kind of drama. And he did cause minor stuff a couple times on there. And so I just... 
blocked him and it has been probably six years Wow. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I will never add him back on social media. <laughs> I don't have any interest in being friends with his high school friends. I He doesn't have any interest in mine. I just don't. Yeah. I think more couples would do well if they were just separate on social media. Gina, continuing to give us the Women's Guide to Independence. I yeah. love it. <laughs> oh, and uh, but while you're talking about social media, please, where can people, where find do you, you like to, yeah, people can find you to talk about your books or they want to talk about their threesomes or their things. <laughs> uh, what social media been, platform do you like I've to I've been a interact? little more active on Twitter lately, but Twitter. mostly Facebook. Mostly Facebook. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, God, what is it? Oh, it's, man, Gina. Damn, that's Gina. Just how active I am. It's Mommy Dearest Gina, M-A-M-I. I was going to say, I could, I could uh, yeah. find it for M-A-M-I you. M-A-M-I Dearest Gina. Yeah. Okay. And then on, on Facebook, I'm just Gina Covarrubias. Okay, yeah. and can you spell that? Since kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Gina. C-O-V-A-R-R-U-B-I-A-S. Like Covarubias. 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 Or if you want to pronounce it like most people, Covahubamas. <laughs> Cova what? Cova, Cova. Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody can pronounce my name. Definitely one we. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, definitely one we want to spell out. And then, um, yeah, mommy, mommy dearest Gina and mommy with a like mommy. <laughs> M A M I. Yes. Awesome. And then you can find her book on Amazon. Yes. Uh, I do what I want. And your website too, right? Yes, I, I have an Amazon bookstore. Yeah. Okay. What's your website? GinaCovarubias.com. Gotcha. We're not spelling it again, though. Nope. We don't have time. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind and type it out very um, slowly. All, uh, as always, all the links to um, all the cool stuff we talked about. I will even share the link to my ridiculous pole dance video. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about that video is like I put it up like before I really got good at pole dancing. Mm-hmm. And like the comments were like, this bitch sucks. Like, <laughs> how did she win anything? <laughs> it's true. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I'll put that on there. But uh, we also need to put to some links to... Um, Yes. Uh, what what is the I can't think of what Field. that app's called again. Field. Field the three way um, app. Yes. Links to Gina's website and her book. And we're gonna share pictures from this fun episode. Yes. As well. This and has been good. Man. Gina, this was a blast. So. It was. It was. Um, we Thank already, you for inviting me. Yeah, and we already told you, like, any episodes we have with our guests, we're going to use a cheeky song title and uh, retell her. We are using Erotic City by Prince yes. for this one. My favorite. Yes. I, it, it so happens to be her favorite. We didn't know that. No, and I think it sums it up perfectly talking about Erotic City. Yes. Being from Vegas, <laughs> uh, talking about all of this juicy, hot sex stuff. And, <laughs> and I think, like, the stripper world is a very mysterious to people. The really uh, threesome world is mysterious to people. So uh, this will touch on a lot of inside, yes. inside scoops. Just remember, guys, couples, take your unicorn on a date first. And unicorns <laughs> don't sleep in their bed. That's Just what remember, I will leave you with. Yeah, and don't be the couple. <laughs> <laughs> I can't vouch for that. I've never been the couple. Oh, uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, Bye, Gina, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Good Bye. conversations. Girl, that was fun. Another fun conversation with you. Yes. If you have any feedback, email us feedback at keepingacasualpodcast.com. My Twitter is Bremixed, B-R-E-E-M-I-X-E-D. And I'm at MJ Radio Diva, any social platform. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Keeping It Casual Podcast. You get to see live videos, silly little photos of us. Mm-hmm. All the dumb photos that we talk about. Anything yes. photo-wise we talk about in the episode, it'll be there. We look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> we'll be back with more uh, gossip about nothing and everything. Bye. Bye.